At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. So, James, do you remember when I sent you that uh, cross-stitching for Christmas a few years ago? Very well. I remember all about being very confused about where this country was even located on a map. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't believe we have, no. Okay, so, I mean, can I say what was on it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, a few years ago... Uh, I, I love getting funny Christmas gifts for people. So if, a few years ago, I decided to get James on Etsy a, uh, a cross-stitching thing that said, please refrain from doing cocaine in the bathroom. And Very reasonable, you know, yeah, advice. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a lot of guests over, and you, know, you need to have some rules. And uh, on Etsy, I ordered it in, like, the beginning of November because it was, like, it's going to take a month and a half to show up. And I said, can you please not include a receipt, but then put a note that says, you know, Merry Christmas from Tim. It showed up like a week later. So in the beginning of November, it had no receipt and no note. And what what country was it from? I honestly don't even remember the name. It was some Eastern European country that was all, all consonants and Ys. There were no vowels in it. And I, I Googled the address and was very concerned with what I found. And <laughs> the, excuse me. What was so funny, though, was the first person that I thought to message was, well, it was, it was a group, but it was a group that Tim was in. I was like, guys, <laughs> I'm very worried. Somebody in you know Uzbekistan, but it wasn't Uzbekistan. It was even more obscure than that knows my address and sent me something that said this and then i just got a reply text that said i think it just said merry christmas buddy right it sure did (laughs) i really should have let let you you know suffer a little more on that well Well, i'm amazed you did it but i guess that wasn't your intention right like you thought there was a card in it yeah no and so if you had in hindsight what you should have done was asked for no card and just played along for a long time yeah that's what i'm gonna do from now on well, something similar happened just today. I'm very excited. Uh, I I was on uh, I was on Instagram and I saw an Instagram ad for a candle that said uh, no or last f- roasting over an open fire. And I thought Alexander Rossi needs that candle. Right? I'm pretty sure Alexander Rossi named that candle. So so I ordered it. Had it sent to Alex's house put a gift note in the uh, in the checkout thing and uh it showed up without a gift note without any explanation of who it was from and i didn't realize where i had ordered it from so alex do you want to so, <laughs> take so over first first of all um can we just clarify that this is not my christmas gift no 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 it's okay, not good this is just all something right. that i thought you needed sure sure thanks <laughs> so <clears throat> i received this candle um keep in mind everyone that i live with a, a girl so candles do show up from time to time 
Must be and nice. I happen to, yeah, candles are great. I happen to know, <laughs> uh, I happen to be on the phone with her, and I was like, why did you order a candle from Scary Mommy? Okay, <laughs> Scary Mommy is the name of the company, and let me just run you through, you know, their little bio on the back of the box. You're a mom, <laughs> so chances are your life is crazy, your house is a mess, and you desperately need a break. Will this candle fix it all? Hell no, but it smells good and it looks cute. Fire this baby up and enjoy the calming smells of a kid-free oasis. So I'm screams screams Alex Rossi, right? So I'm, I'm there's <laughs> some stuff in there that makes sense, yeah. I'm reading this to her and she immediately is like, "What girl sent you that candle?" And I'm like, First of all, <laughs> "This is a this is a candle for a mother." So again, that really that logic doesn't make sense. But I saw where she was coming from that, like, a dude's probably not going to send me that either. So I was racking my head thinking, like, would my grandma send me this? Like, (laughs) what what is going on? And so I kind of just left it in the box and forgot about it. And I get a text from Tim today, and he says, did you get my package? And (laughs) I I was in a meeting, so I didn't respond. And then I was thinking, like, what did you... No, I don't think so. And then it dawned on me, the candle. So I was like, yeah, like, did you send that to me? And he sure enough did. And I still was confused because, well, at this I didn't, point, you hadn't opened it. So you didn't see that it said last <laughs> roasting over and over. Correct. Fire. I hadn't opened it. And there also, well, obviously, at this point, there was no gift message in it. So <laughs> it was a very strange little uh, conundrum I was having for the past 48 hours. But uh, nonetheless, thank you, Tim. It smells uh, actually quite good. <laughs> and um, it is a very good representation of me and my personality. So, yeah. well done. I'm just glad yeah. I could cause some turmoil between you and Kelly. Yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, Thank you. It's like, yeah, it's been temporary hard. turmoil is just what you need up over the holidays. It's, yeah. ju- it's been hard to not be as much of an agent of chaos with uh, without seeing you guys that much this year. So, it's nice to still be able to do it from 2,000 miles away. Very capable. Well, I mean, very at, capable. Least, at least you didn't think it'd be funny to like send me lingerie or something. Oh, oh man! Well, going to now. I know though. what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, let me just return this bottle of bourbon that I got you. <laughs> oh damn it! Okay, I, I'm gonna just give give Becky the lingerie then. Uh, so, Alex, are you a, are you a Christmas guy? Are you a big like? Are you a big holidays guy? I'm a Thanksgiving guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Christ- How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. You know, we had it. Um, Christmas for me has never been like um a huge a huge deal you know i grew up in a pretty religious household so like you know christmas is more about jesus than it was kind of commercialized santa claus and all that jam but, um, <laughs> okay so but, you guys celebrated like the real meaning of christmas right right not, not the fun not meaning hallmark. of christmas right right um hey, but hey, no, so let's thanks- not talk poorly about hallmark they help pay my bills yeah well whatever <laughs> through so, my wife uh, so thanksgiving it, it was always kind of the time where family got together and and um, yeah, it was good. This year we went to, to Nashville. Um, my dad is is now relocated there with his new family, so I got to meet all of them, and we had um, some some good times. Guys, Nashville can be a crazy city. They don't really care about coronavirus a whole 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 lot down there. So there you go. Yeah, I get, was, I get the sense good. neither does Indianapolis. Uh, surprisingly, Nashville we're, cares. We're getting less. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How was your uh, non-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, Jane? You know what, man? It was awesome. And 
so this is probably the first year since I've lived in the U.S. that I was in the U.S. for American Thanksgiving where I didn't go like join a friend's I didn't crash a friend's do, you know, I mean, just obviously with everything happening, sure. Becky and I were like, look, we're we are two people that don't, definitely don't need to travel this weekend. So let's just keep it to ourselves. And so obviously, like Thursday, the entire world is shut down. And so we didn't go to the gym. We didn't do anything. We woke up. I made pancakes for breakfast. I think we started drinking mimosas, you know, late morning when the two of us just had like a really nice day together without anything to do, without any agenda, without any chores, without any work. And it was really nice. It was just a nice day with my wife and we watched some Christmas movies and we drank some drinks, we played some games, we partied with the dogs and it was awesome. It was actually a very nice, very nice day. It was a very isolation, like COVID-y kind of day. But And, and did you get like extra satisfaction about not sending Tim his requested turkey recipe? To ruin his I Thanksgiving did. as well? Well, here's the thing. I, I do feel bad because whatever recipe he landed on was definitely not as good as the one that I used. Um, but I, I will mean, say... I made a bomb turkey, so... Well, yeah, I'm sure it was okay, but it was not as good as what it would have been had I found the recipe. That's the problem. I did actually look for the recipe. I didn't find it. So... Always with the excuses. Yeah. So, so this was my first Thanksgiving not in Indiana. And, uh, yeah, turns out not traveling to be around family is great. I should have been doing this forever. No, like, I because it was just Hazel and I, I got, like, a 10-pound turkey because that was the smallest one I could find. But it was, like, just small enough I could put it in my crock pot. So Did I just cooked it in the crock pot all day. Of it? No, I had so much extra turkey. And it's like, yeah. we've we've talked about how turkey is just, eh. The worst. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, turkey I, is I think I gave the, a lot the, to my neighbors. Turkey is the Tim of poultry. Well, that's hurtful to both me and turkey. Like it's it's <laughs> it can't be hurtful to both. I mean, it's it's if it's insulting to one, it's a compliment to the other. No, it's like it's like you and you and Becky. Like we look at it, it's like I think they both could do better. No, no, it's not. Look at it this way. Tim's like turkey, like once a year you make a big deal about him and you don't mind him being around. But even then, he's not the greatest thing in the room, but it's kind of, you know, it's the centerpiece and whatever. And then he sort of lingers for a couple days. That's the leftovers. And then he goes home and you don't need to see him again for another year. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, I'm, I'm cool with that. Guys, right. there's a weird amount of truth to that. old turkey tim as he's now known turkey tim as he will now be in my phone uh i hate that so (laughs) (laughs) let's rapidly pivot to racing news um f1 really stepped up in terms of uh giving us stuff to talk about wow um did they ever i mean I don't what know. do we want to start? Yeah, what I say, do where do you even on? start? Yeah. Well, okay, let's let's get let's get the less cool stuff out of the way. Not cool stuff. Terrible choice of words. Uh, less engaging that? conversation. No, no, no. It's fine. What, less engaging part of the conversation over first, so that way people stick around for the second part. Uh, Lewis Hamilton got COVID nineteen, which is very unfortunate. Obviously, uh, but I also quite fortunate that it didn't happen two weeks ago when he hadn't clinched the championship yet. 
Yeah, but he still would have like come back and clinched it. It'll be fine. He, that's it. he had enough of a gap. He could miss two races and still win the championship. <laughs> that's but yeah, but I mean, no, clearly, it sucks. It sucks to miss, miss race. Okay, yeah. Exactly, he's going <laughs> to miss two races and still win the championship. But it sucks to not get to like. Well, we don't know if he's going to make the final race. We know he's going to miss the second to last race. But it just sucks with the year that he's had and the records that are falling left, right, and center to kind of keep the streak alive and see what he could have achieved. Uh, even though he's got the championship locked up, I'm sure it's still a, a kick in the gut and not something he's looking forward to. I'm very curious as to who they put in the car, though. I know Stoffel's the backup driver, right? Uh, he is, yes. Um, I'm very curious, but I'm not... I'm curious for two reasons. One, because like that's the greatest opportunity in all motorsports probably ever. And number two... What's going to happen when they drill Valtteri? Well, so, okay, so this this is what I'm saying, right? So your options are Stoffel Van Dorn, who's the backup driver. He's been racing FE. Um, he's actually coming straight from an FE test. That's well, a big jump, man. Racing F1 for a year with McLaren. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Right, right, but the last couple of years, sorry, he's been doing FE. And that's where he's coming from right now. Sure. Literally out of that car. That's a big step up if you've been running around in an F an FE car. Don't not don't shake no, your head. FE cars don't even have gears. He raced in Formula One for a two years. Like he's fine. like two or three years ago, right? Yeah, but it's irrelevant. Like you're it, saying No, it's not. You're saying, the James, cars are four seconds faster saying, than they saying, were three years you're ago. Saying if you took a gap off an of IndyCar and you came back and they were four seconds quicker, you wouldn't be within a couple tens. That's insane. Four seconds with, isn't with that big of a gap. With ninety minutes of practice, I don't know. Most of most of that's most of that time's all in the straight. You'd oh be yeah, fine. okay, fair. Like, all right, yeah, you okay. break a little but, later, but, you roll some more speed, you figure it out. You get sorry. like eleven sets of tires in practice. <laughs> okay, fine. But would a for a sake of like a cool story and cool result potentially, would it be cooler to put Nico Hulkenberg in the car because he's had experience this year? And like the guy could potentially get it could potentially be Nico's last F1 race. Right. And it could be the first one where he gets on the podium, which would be a ridiculously cool story. But has no connections whatsoever in Mercedes. So like why? He's super German. OK, well, Mick Schumacher should get in the car. <laughs> well, he still has to race the last F2 race, doesn't he? He does. Yes. But that's an yeah, Abu so Dhabi. Gotta... Oh, I see. Oh, so that's like the final, final yeah. one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so they're, the F2 drivers are free this Correct. weekend. Yes. Interesting. Uh, but isn't he, isn't Mick a Ferrari driver? Ferrari right. Academy driver? If you're, so, I mean, technically so was Nico. So like, if German is your only qualifying factor. Hulkenberg? Yeah. No, I mean, he, the, he isn't the racing point Mercedes powered? All right, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Sorry, they got so. partial power steering. Yeah. How hard could it be? Okay. The racing point is Mercedes powered and it's like a, carbon copy of the mercedes sure. car from last year That's fair. so so there's some tie in there but it's, anyway i think it'd be a cool story if nico got the chance to do I think it there's it only very well... one person that should get that chance and who do you think it George is George Russell. valid valid point i'm pretty sure is he managed by toto yes and he's right. he's managed he's by the mercedes team manager he's a mercedes driver. development driver right. yeah yeah and like he's not doing What's anything gonna be in the funny Williams. is they're they're going to announce this tomorrow, and then we're going to release this episode the day after, and all of this is going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're going to be completely wrong. But you're right. It would be awesome to see what George Nico, Russell, Nico Russell would do in that car. Rico let's coming just, back out of retirement. Let's definitively say 
there's somebody that it won't be just so we can be proved wrong. So it's Fantino definitely not going to be Finn. <laughs> <laughs> James Davison. It won't be anybody on this podcast. <laughs> won't be anybody on this continent. Well, has that? It has won't that be ever anybody happened? listening to this podcast. True. Because I'm pretty sure of the three realistic options, none of them listen to Off Track. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I did text Toto. <laughs> because <laughs> it'd be dumb not to. Did, like for sure. Did I get a response? You, no. Did you? Well, how, what did you do? Was it just like a trying to act like a casual conversation? We're just like, hey, haven't heard from you in a long time. No, like, hey, was, man, happy Thanksgiving. I've raced at Bahrain like nine times. <laughs> the hand raised emoji. But aren't they doing the like outer course? That is irrelevant, James. I've been to Bahrain like eleven times if you count the Amazing Race, <laughs> I don't which think is they count that. super relevant information. Yes. <laughs> All right. Don't text that to Toto. Yeah, uh, no. Has yeah. has this ever happened where somebody has won a championship while missing multiple races? So I'm unfortunately, sure. yeah, a guy died and oh. still won the championship posthumously. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. That's right. That's yeah, I didn't know that. Just, you I didn't didn't know that either, Tim. Apologize. That's a fair so question. I knew I knew Lauda was close. But. It was. Um, hold on, I'm going to Google it to be sure, but I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, yeah, it was Jochen Rint in '70. Yeah, in 1970, Jochen Rint uh, won the championship posthumously after dying. I think it was at Monza. He had a, he had an accident and was killed. Quick question. Um, when yeah. was the last time you were, used the word posthumously? 12 seconds ago. No, but like prior to <laughs> Is that, was that just on the tip prior of your Prior to tongue? today? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I use it daily, but, but I mean, it's, it like, it's you've a used it word. This year? Oh man. May, I, I, maybe not this no, year. I just, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the ones you, you gotta, I'm just surprised it rolled off the tongue as well as it did. That's all. Not that you know what the well, word is, just. I I couldn't spell it, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not a it's not a common one, but uh, it's a meaningful one. It's a meaningful one. Um, well, the um, other big F1 right. news is um, yes, you know uh, that they're going to twenty three races next year. Which is wild. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the Russian F two driver was confirmed at Haas Correct. alongside Nick Schumacher, so it's an all rookie lineup. At oh, so. Um, oh, uh, well, our old IndyCar buddy Pietro Fittipaldi is making his debut uh, in Formula One. And why, Alex, is he making his debut in Formula One? Because of the miracle on the turn three to four straight. Yes. It's a it's a play on Miracle on 34th no. Street, Tim, in case you weren't. That is keeping really up good this. The, the way that worked out, in a way. Yeah, yeah that was kind of yeah. weird how that worked. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, by far the biggest... Accident. I didn't see it live, um, but by far the biggest accident I've ever seen in my life. Um, and yeah, he's fine, which is unbelievable. There's so many things. Like Al- Alex and I have talked about this like ad nauseum for the last 48 hours, trying to figure out the mechanics of A, what happened, B, how it happened. Most importantly, see how he got himself out of that car while it was completely engulfed in flames. It is just as much as everybody that contributed over the last 30, 40 years to safety in Formula One and 
the creation of carbon tubs and the Hans device and the halo and everything. Fireproof clothing. All the fireproof everything. All those people obviously deserve a tremendous amount of credit for their, you know, um, their combined efforts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody knows that. But I have said since I sort of had enough time to digest it, 50% of the appreciation or the credit for Romain Grosjean's life being spared goes to Romain Grosjean for how that guy in that moment, that fight or flight moment had the wherewithal while completely engulfed in flames to take off his headrest, remove the steering wheel, unbuckle his seatbelts, unplug his radio and get out of the side of the halo. There was a piece of armco over top of the halo he had to climb out a part of the car that he's never had to climb out before wearing a Hans device, wearing a helmet while on fire. And I cannot even fathom how difficult that would have been. Obviously, he was highly motivated, but still <laughs> the fact that he had the wherewithal to do it and did it as quickly as he did. Man, absolutely. And after just having just suffered like a massive impact as well. It's not like he was just put in this situation fresh. And like, OK, go. We're going to time you getting out. He just had a massive 50 G hit and then had to do all that instantaneously. Unbelievable. Um, yes. Uh, yes. There's literally nothing to add to that. Um, I would be very curious to know. I don't know if anyone would ever be able to tell us except him. But like, I'm I almost wonder if he broke if he broke his rib getting out instead of the impact. Cause it's weird to just break a single rib, you know, in a hit like that. Alex, that's a great point. I hadn't even like thought about forcing that. himself through that hole and just jamming, just making it happen. Like, and, and like, because you're right. I mean, a 50 G hit, don't get me wrong. That's a big hit. That's not outrageous for no. formula cars. Like no. that's a, that's a good hit with a tire barrier, but 50 G's is but not you're, uncommon. You're usually like, okay, how long till we get the car fixed type thing? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're in the next session, right. you know? So that's a great point. If he had to literally break a rib to bend enough to get not, out. It would not surprise me. No. And it would I have wonder, been totally I if he worth would it. even know. He probably wouldn't. No, yeah, because in that, bet, in that no, state, I, that much right. adrenaline, would you, you feel wouldn't it? feel it. No. No, the one thing you did know that he felt was his hands because yeah, the first you... thing, right? And I can't even imagine, like I've, I, I, I have lived through someone who went through third degree burns and the level of agony that that person is in is unbearable to just watch. Um, so to, to know how much pain that also caused him is, is pretty out of control. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he deserves mo- most of the credit for saving his life because I mean, he was it was insane, just up to him at that point. Yeah. How insane is it that like one that that everything happened and I don't understand the dynamics of what happened, why the car exploded like that or what even caused the accident. But that that he could go through that entire experience and then he posted a video like 12 hours later. I think I think honestly, Tim, that goes to the same thing which we've talked about on the show of like the the weird way that drivers are wired, right? Like Roman, he immediately acknowledged that his life was saved by all the different safety features, and he openly admitted that he was not somebody that was totally for the halo when it first came on, but accepted that it probably prevented him from being decapitated in that accident. Um, 
but generally, he, generally you like things that stop, uh, stop decapitation. Yeah. Yes. Most people are pro anti decapitation. Yeah. I know that's like a, almost a double negative kind of thing, but anyway, no, no, it worked. um, yeah, yeah. So, but, but again, like uh, drivers go through accidents and there are a lot of situations that a lot of us have been in that if like one factor maybe went slightly differently, it could have been, if not life ending, certainly life altering in a negative way, but that's it. It's done. You're fine. You know, you're going to race again and you just kind of, kind of get past it. And, uh, so I wasn't surprised that he was able to do that. I think we're all just stark raving mad and, uh, and anything less would have been unracing driver. Well, there was there was stuff that came out afterwards, right? I think um, Verstappen said, you know, anybody who wasn't immediately ready to get back in the car shouldn't have a seat. And then on the other end, Ricardo or Ricciardo or however you pronounce it was saying that that uh, it was it was you you wanted to talk about this, James, that it was cold blooded how much they showed the replays and stuff like that. So from your guys' perspective. What what's going through your head when you're when it's red flag like that? Well, you, the number one thing is, are they OK? Right. Like, you know, we we all had to go through this in in 2018 in, in, in yeah. Pocono. Right. Um, are they OK? Are they alive? Yes. OK. Well, th- at that point, once that question's been answered, it's pretty much let's I mean, let's go race. Like, let's get the day done. Let's let's finish what we started and, and let's move on. Really? The whole breathing thing is the the only main question and pause for um, causes pause for for you know concern about whether or not to continue at that point in in my mind and I think the series sees it that way I think the fans see it that way you know we all know this is a dangerous sport people can get hurt but as long as there's not a death you know we go back to racing yeah and I mean I think you just kind of keeping in the F1 circle if you compare to last year when Antoine Hubert had his accident at Spa it was very evident that at least one if not more than one driver were injured in that accident and so they weren't showing replays nonstop. it did come out that a driver was killed and later that afternoon the F1 guys had to strap into the car and go race in this case, there was multiple images already of Romain out of the car. And yeah. so with due respect really to Daniel, like assisted, like literally right. just jumping and getting out. Yeah. yeah, right. Walking to the medical car. Yeah. Right. And so and so while I, I understand what Daniel's saying, that like just showing it over and over again might seem unnecessary. I'm going to put on my TV person hat for a second here. And bro, you've got an hour and a half to fill of dead airtime that's supposed to be race cars going around a racetrack. What else are you going to do? You can only talk about the first three corners so much before you have to get to the issue that has stopped the race. And frankly, it was such a crazy accident. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out exactly what happened, exactly how and why the car split. Why did it catch fire? How did Roman get out? I needed to watch that thing 20 times before I really got a good handle on it. So I don't think the TV people did anything wrong. I don't think Formula One should be taking any heat for, no pun intended, for, you know, showing the accident over and over when we knew that everybody involved was okay. No marshals were hurt. Um, yeah, I agree completely. If, if Daniel doesn't want to watch the replay over and over, don't watch the replay. And if his family's sitting at home not liking watching the replay because he's got to go jump in a race car in an hour, then they should switch the channel until the race starts again. Like, that's... I don't think that's F1's responsibility or the or the, the director's responsibility myself personally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That 
This got heavier than I than I thought it would. I guess no, that was inevitable. It, it, it didn't, no, it didn't. It didn't because at the end of the day, you know, it's 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 amazing, and we're all very blessed that Roman is okay and that he's fine and he's going to get back in a race car at in some point in time. Um, and hell, he might even come IndyCar racing. Which, <laughs> I was just going to say, it's a nice pivot. That would be uh, that would be cool. I mean, it's it it obviously shows the you know as much as people can take. F1 rejects, I hate using that word, F1 guys who are no longer racing in F1 coming to IndyCar is like a, a slap in the face to IndyCar. Like that's completely the wrong way to look at it. Formula One is the pinnacle of motorsports. It always has been. It always will be. But at the end of the day, there's guys that still love what IndyCar has to offer. They're not coming here for the money. They're not coming here to go to glorious locations all the time. They're coming here because at the age of 6, 10, 12, 15, whatever, they fell in love with competing, they fell in love with racing, and they know for a fact IndyCar offers that. And they could go... It's ridiculous. We're just glossing over Mario Kart on Nintendo 64 as the pinnacle of racing, (laughs) but okay. Um, So it's, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's I think it's great for the series. I think it's great that guys like Roman, guys like Kevin, obviously we've got Marcus. Um you've got, you know, Fernando has had his interest, you know, the list goes on about guys who have come over um from F1 and have loved every second of being here. Myself Alex Rossi kind of included <laughs> in a weird way. So Rubens um, Barrichello was the most experienced F1 driver of all time at one yeah. point and decided to keep racing and came over to IndyCar. Yeah, there's like you say, there's a there's a laundry list of guys that see it as I mean, look, if we've got to be second to Formula One on the global motorsports scale, that's it's not terrible. Uh, it's fine with me because there is right? still third, fourth, fifth, and sixth that are still racing. So right. I will take number two. Exactly. You know, these guys aren't looking at WEC as their first option or IMSA as their first option or stock cars as their first option. They want to come race Indy cars because the competition's good. And I think I think guys like Marcus and guys like Felix that have come over and had, you know, a lot of international experience in different series coming over and, and speaking as highly as they do of the quality of racing and the quality of life and, and the fun that they're having. Uh, it does a lot for the sport internationally within the driver community and, and does make it more appealing to some of these guys. So I'd love to see Grosjean on the grid. I'd love to see Magnussen on the grid. Uh, I mean, I don't think I've heard Checo's name really I mean, seriously I don't touted. I but... on the grid because at one point <laughs> that starts affecting <laughs> us, but yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, now this is a you know not racing related, but just in the world of sports, it's been fascinating to see how sports are adapting or, or not adapting with COVID. Cause obviously like Hamilton getting sidelined is crazy, but he's already got the championship locked up. I mean, you guys saw the Broncos last weekend didn't have a quarterback. They, they, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the wild story about that. So all one of the quarterbacks, the main quarterback got COVID and um, all of the other quarterbacks were in the quarterback room the week leading up to the game and you know nfl protocols are strict quite strict as they as they should be um and they benched or prohibited all of those guys from even going to the game here's how desperate denver was at one point they were trying to convince the nfl that an assistant coach who had played quarterback nine years ago was a viable option to be a starter in the nfl and the nfl was like (laughs) Nine no. years ago, where? Oh, some like directional school. 
Like not right. even any, it did like two or three games. Like wasn't, it's not like he played for Clemson. He, was a, he was a second string well, I don't division see. 10. Right. Yeah. But he could probably throw a tight spiral, right? Right. But well, yeah, if he, is but, he like the quarterback why coach? Why just delay the game? No, he wasn't a quarterback coach. He was like an assistance coach to, to whatever. Like he wasn't very okay. high up on the totem pole. And they literally were trying to get him. And the NFL was like, no, like you, no. You have to have someone who's at least an NFL player or was a player at one point or whatever. Um, so they ended up on a guy on their practice squad who was actually a wide receiver. Who no way. The game for them. Yes. So he wasn't even like a starting receiver. Nope. Nope. Through. So through for one for nine yard one one for nine and thirteen yards. Sorry, that's the entire game. In the entire game, he only attempted nine passes. Yep. They just ran it a lot? Yep. How'd that work out for him? Oh, not good. Okay. They definitely (laughs) lost. The fact that they didn't lose by 100 points is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's suboptimal. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yet again, Tim misses an opportunity to play professional sports. Well, I was thinking about that because, you know, you can't even bring somebody in because they have to, when you get somebody new on the team, don't they have to like quarantine for two weeks before they're allowed to practice with the NFL rules? Like it I, has to be somebody who's already in the team. That would make that would sense. That make sense. Yeah. Cause I saw somebody was posting about like, why didn't they just get like Kaepernick or something like that? And it's, it's like, no, cause that you, that wouldn't have solved the problem. Right. <laughs> like I just don't understand so, why they didn't just delay the game. I don't, I don't either, because like the Steelers-Ravens game, which I've been looking forward to watching for a very long time, um, got postponed from Sunday to, to Monday to then it was supposed to be today. Now it's at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. So why are they postponing that one but not? Well, why did they postpone that one? Was that for the same reason? Was it COVID, positive? COVID. COVID? How, how many tests positive were there? Confirmed. Yeah. I wonder if there's got to be like a certain number of – of players on a, on a given team before you can postpone it. I wonder if they'll like do an addendum to where it's like if a certain amount of players or if the entire group all of, of one, one position, yeah, yeah. one position is out like, all running backs. a little bit of a punishment because didn't they say that like they, they made the contract tracing harder than it had to be. They didn't follow protocol. They did all this stuff. So I wonder if it was the NFL, like, well, you made your bed lying it kind of thing. No, because the NFL needs all teams to be pretty, you know, happy in a lot of ways with how are Denver you know, the doing NFL this likes year? money. I do Not too. Well, I use it for goods and services. But. Right. So, so if, if I got to hate you so many times, if if the Broncos weren't doing well and it wasn't really going to affect their season to have a loss, maybe maybe Tim's on to something. If because like we're talking about a game that we would otherwise not have been talking about, and it probably got more press than it would have if the normal quarterback started and they didn't have a great day because they're not having actually, a great season. Actually, let me let me take that back. I mean, they're not doing great, but had they won that, they would be within one game of getting into the playoffs. So like, oh, okay, so it was important for sure. It was pretty important. What's What's insane to me is the, the Super Bowl is in like two months. The Super Bowl is in three months. Isn't it in February? Yes, the Super Bowl is in two months. And well, two and a half. W- I mean, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be past this by then. I don't think that that doesn't mean that just because they're having the Super Bowl that there's gonna be a hundred thousand people there. 
No, I know, but I'm, I'm saying, like, what's going to happen if, you know, Super Bowl week, they don't have quarterbacks or something? <laughs> like, Oh. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Could you imagine? I mean, it'd be terrible because the game would be awful. But, like, could you imagine if something like that happened? You can't delay Super Bowl. I guess you could. You we, could. Delay there's the no people. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I guess if there's no people, it's a good point. It doesn't really matter. It's not like people aren't going to tune in next week. It's the, yeah, it's the TV ad money, right? right. So as long as it happens at some point. Yeah. But, well, I interesting. mean, there are going to be a certain number of people because it is in Tampa after all. So <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be full capacity. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, there's going to be people for sure. <laughs> And, I, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. They're they're talking about that, you know, vaccine. They're going to start getting people who aren't first responders and that and the the first wave, in like April is when they're going to start with that. Is what I've heard. So like, I don't know. We're 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 so close, but we're just not there yet. And I just can't imagine how they're going to finish off this season and postseason. I I honestly don't think it'll look any different than what it does right now. There'll be. capacity, 40% capacity, whatever, at the Super Bowl. There won't be the whole tailgating thing that's usually there. And they'll have the same, you know, temperature checks. And the teams will have the same protocol. And it'll be pretty much as... Yeah, I mean, that's what kind of sucks. Like, Super Bowl is a whole week of stuff for, like, whatever city's hosting it. I don't know who's who's hosting it this year. Tampa. Tampa. Oh, sorry. You you did just say that. So Tampa's kind of getting the short end of the stick, regardless of whether the game goes off, because you can't do all the ancillary stuff that you do over the week leading up to it. Like when Super Bowl was here in Indianapolis in 2012 or whatever it was, it was wild. The amount of things that were happening, you know, around the city and the build up to the event. It was awesome. Like the, the whole town came alive. It was just great. And yeah, fine. You get the game and you get the notoriety for hosting the game, but you don't get all the things that really get to highlight the city and, and bring True. extra people and money and et cetera. But, but they did all get, they already did get all the infrastructure <clears throat> developments and improvements, which is a huge benefit to them to host the Super Bowl. Raymond James Stadium got a huge upgrade. You know, Fair. The area around the stadium got a huge upgrade so like and now the area around the stadium won't get the benefit from all yeah, the people yeah, and sales and tax revenue to the their, state and right. yeah they used a lot of their tax money to do those things right and they don't so it's it's like what you're saying is it's great for the buccaneers <laughs> but it's actually bad for tampa and quite frankly tampa tom's all i'm concerned about right now that's so that's a good point as long as they're as long is as they're happy, uh, i'm good what are uh, what are tampa tom's prospects this year like is uh, is he going to the super bowl for the 4011th time he is not going to the super bowl but he's 100% going to the playoffs and they'll get probably they'll win two games in the playoffs i think they'll make it to the divisional round they won't make it to the conference finals i doubt maybe i doubt it maybe but as soon as they get there, if they get there, they're going to get their ass kicked. So, okay. okay. So, it's Tampa will not be in the, the, uh, the home Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. No. Seattle and uh, Kansas City. When was the last time somebody played in the Super Bowl in their hometown? I think so. It was either the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Browns, the Chiefs. That's half the NFL. Or... What are you doing? The Ravens or I the Dolphins. Hate. Jesus, did any of them win was. it? Oh, I was wrong. Uh, it was the Rams. Has has a has a host team ever won the Super Bowl? 
Um, Rams versus, I don't know. Google's cool. <clears throat> no. <laughs> wow. I'm going to cut a lot That's of those cool. gaps out, but I, I want everybody listening to know that took a long time to find that answer. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it sounds like it was very seamless and quick, but it it it, it really wasn't. Guys, okay, um, whatever. It's fine. You know what? I was wrong in my list of six six teams. I figured one of them was it. Um, I think what I actually listed were probably teams that had never been to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> uh no so guys we covered <laughs> the f- the formula ones the formula uns, uh the good the bad the ugly um we've covered the nfl mostly just the ugly and we've covered um the holidays which weird christmas gifts from them yeah i gotta, uh, from I gotta tur- get on turkey them i gotta figure out everybody's christmas gifts yeah yeah, yeah i gotta do Tim. that too we should just send Tim tur- a bunch of turkeys I, please oh, don't. I like it. Like Let's not I was gonna go with <laughs> pet servant. Let's not do I was going <laughs> to send them like sliced turkey breast. Let's not mm. do that. I did my uh, my Christmas cards are on their way to you guys, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. I still got a reply to this handwritten letter that you sent me. I still have it sitting here <laughs> with your obnoxious <laughs> wax wax seal on the back. <laughs> Honestly, I gotta ask which wax seal because I have multiples. Of course you do. Uh, I gotta use well, I gotta got... use my fountain pen at some point. <laughs> well, send me a letter. It's well, you know it's like funny doing anything. I do I have two letters from you, and I do have two from you, and they are different seals. <laughs> you are the most pretentious <laughs> bastard I have ever met. The only twenty something I know that I'm has thirty. Thank you. Oh, uh, whatever. You, you're the only 20-something I know plus a few years that has multiple <laughs> seals. Well, James, for... James, he's uber successful at being unemployed. No, he's, he's quasi-employed. Do we touch? Do, can we allow it? Are we allowed to touch soon. on that? Uh, no? well, it, soon. Not yet. Okay, so we won't touch we'll on touch that. On you can't it. cut we'll that I said that, though. But... We'll touch on it very soon, uh, Tim's hopeful, gainful employment. Uh, but I will give you props for the JFK uh, stamps that you use. Those are pretty sick. Yeah, pretty pretty happy with those. Yeah. Those well, are guys, nice. um, this right. has been a pleasure. I will talk to y'all, including our couple listeners, um, next week. Have a <laughs> wonderful first week of December. Hopefully it snows wherever you are. If not, um, that sucks. I, I, I hope if it's not snowing, it's 75 and sunny. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.